And fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out. Do what? Yeah, 17. I'm in 17. What did I say? It's not my week, man, for verses. 17. That's a good word, too, though. Get ready. Somebody say, get ready. Exodus 17, verse 8. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose you out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses, everybody say when Moses. When Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed, they won. Somebody say they won. And when he let down his hand, Amalek, Prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone, and they put under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the the one on the one side, and the one on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book and, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar there and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that you add your blessing to your word. Let us receive your word today. Let it speak to your people. And we give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. And the entire church says, amen. Let me lay a little foundation here. And I feel like that this is a word that a lot of people need to hear this, month, this morning in, in this room. Amalek. Amalek represents a warring spirit. Everybody say warring spirit. Now, we talked about some things on Wednesday night, but do you understand that what, what the people of God are facing, and uh, we were sharing up at, up at, harvest, last, up, up at harvest last night, you understand that there's a warring spirit that has come against our nation, and it's come, oh, glory. It's come against our government. It's come into our White House. Come on, uh, I just preach the truth here. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Amalek is a, it's, it's a picture of a warring spirit. 
And, and this warring spirit wants to come into your home and it wants to take control of your homes. It wants to take control. Oh, can I just preach to you this morning? It wants to take control of what's shown on your television set. It wants to take control of what you look at on your computer. It's a warring spirit. It wants, it wants to control your family. It wants to tear down the family. It wants to disrupt the home. It wants to tear down marriages. Come on, is anybody with, my, with your pastor this morning? It's a warring spirit. Listen, listen, all hell has been unleashed against the church. Now, when, we, when, we're, when we're fighting battles, don't get so upset because oftentimes the reason we're going through battles and the reason we're battling this warring spirit is because we're gaining ground in the kingdom of God and the enemy has come against the church that's advancing in the kingdom. Lots of people, can I preach, man? Lots of people are meeting every Sunday morning and they're having social gatherings and their crowds are growing. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But guess what? The enemy's not concerned about certain particular congregations because all they've, come, all they've become is a social club that comes together and has a concert every Sunday morning, but nothing's happening in the spirit realm and nobody will be a change and set free. When you hear people, oh glory, can I preach? When you hear people that are set free by the power of God and the presence of God, we got to have the presence instead of just atmosphere. We got to have blessings. We got to have unction rather than entertainment. Amen. We got to have we got to have power rather than influence. A lot of people want influence, but influence just gets you somewhere in the community, but but power gets you somewhere in the kingdom of God. It pushes back the kingdom of darkness. I'm declaring that the kingdom of darkness is going to be pushed out pushed back off of our children and our children are going to grow up and they're going to be mighty men of valor and they're going to change the culture in Bell County, Kentucky and people are going to look at Bell County and say what happened? It's because we were we were partly responsible for raising up a generation, a generation that's going to know the power and the anointing, the blessing of God, and they're not just going to be playing games with the devil. Is anybody with me in this room? Amalek is a warring spirit, and this warring spirit wants you to quit. If you're with me, say amen. I'm about to get excited. You know what? We need a holy indignation to rise up in us. The Bible says that the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. And for too long, the church has sat down and just took what the enemy wants to throw at them. And, and feel like there's nothing you can do, do about it. I'm commissioning you as, as, as mighty men and women of God. You have power. Hear me. No, don't, don't, come here, Brandon. Don't just look. I, I'm, I'm going to preach in just a minute. I'm going to try to get in this scripture. But I, feel like, I feel like the Lord's speaking to us. He spoke to us on Wednesday night. Come here, Elder Rice. Come on. Where's Curtis at? Justin's in Alabama. Come over here. These, these, these guys, this is one of your pastors, and this is your elders of this church. Listen. And you need to pray for your church leadership. And these guys, these guys need to be walking in an anointing where they push back the gates of hell. But hear me, church, it's not just these men. You have to start somewhere in your circle, your sphere of influence and where you are. And don't allow the enemy into your territory. I challenge you to draw a circle and look at him and say, I dare you to come in here. We give him way too much credit and way too much power. Uh, come on, is anybody with me in this room? How many will agree with your pastor that when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, he defeated, dev- he defeated the devil, he defeated Satan and all of his angels, and anything he comes with you, he comes with you, it's a lie. 
You have power. You have power. You have power. You have power. It's time for the anointing to go from the pulpit to the pew. Don't just wait for the pastor to preach a message and say, you know, this is this or this is that. You realize who you are in the kingdom of God. I'm trying to go on, Elder. We have power over him. I said we have power over him. God has endued us with power from on high. Amen? But if you walk into the ring and you feel like you're defeated before the bell rings, you are defeated. Forget it. You better go in there with some bonus. You know what? The bonus, how many knows what I'm talking about? Peter, there was a man named Peter that denied Christ three times. They said, he's been with him. And they said, he said, no. And the third time, you know the scripture, he swore. And he said, I don't know the man. And then he went out and he wept bitterly and repented before God. But on the day of Pentecost, when the, when the fire came from God, when he realized there was a fire that came, there's, there's lightning. There was lightning that came. you got to understand. Oh, I'm about to get excited. I, I know i got to preach this word, but here's where I'm at right now. you got to understand that there's power and light. There's power and lightning. And do you understand that the cloven tongues of fire that fell on the day of Pentecost, that that was lightning from heaven. Study it. Jeff, it was lightning from heaven. And and, and when lightning hits you, you're destroyed. Amen? And this cloven tongues of fire set up on each one of them. Now all of a sudden... You know, get ready. I'm just going to give it to you in just a second, man. But, but, but here's the deal. When this man, Karen, that said, I don't know Jesus, this little wimpy, I'm scared to death, that was supposed to be this brave, bold fisherman, when he realized, when fire came from heaven, and he realized who he was, and he walked out, and, and they said, these men are drunk. He said, no, this, it's only the third hour of the day. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions and your old men are going to dream dreams. Is anybody hearing me? He went from weak to boldness. Come on, church. It's time for the boldness of Jesus Christ. You're not operating in the flesh. You're operating under the mandate of heaven and the power of the one that defeated sin on the cross. Is anybody with me? It doesn't do us any good to preach who you are if you don't get that revelation, you got to get a revelation of who you are in the spirit. Mighty men. Mighty men. They're going to turn the world upside down. Jesus took 12 and turned the world upside down. Amen. All right, let's go. You guys can sit down. Warring spirit. The warring spirit falls with Israel and Rephidim. You know what Rephidim you know what referendum means? It means rest. How many's ever how many's experienced a warring spirit coming against your rest? The enemy don't want you to rest. And and this is this is one pastor that's going to see that that people are able to. How, how many knows God wants us to rest in who He is? You don't understand, Pastor. I've been watching CNN. I don't care how much CNN you watch. You better get back in this book. 
This book says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. This book says, cast your care upon him for he cares for you. This book says, you are more than a conqueror through him that loves you. This book says, by his stripes, we are, we are, everybody say are, we are healed. This book says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. This book says, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus, which is in Christ Jesus. This book says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. This book says that he has power and he's given that power to the church. Don't listen. I don't care what Donald Trump or or. Fiona, or what's her name? Is that her name? Is that right? What is her name? Fiona. I always get that. I always get her mixed up with Shrek's wife. Are y'all with me? Or what's the other woman's name? Uh, Hillary. This may be the last message I ever preach. <laughs> you know what I think? I think they're all liars. Yes, sir. I get so sick of it. Can I preach? Every four years we hear the same stories. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. No, you're not. You're lying. You just want our vote. Come on, is this good preaching? Robert, and they get in the office and they don't do nothing they say. I get sick of it. I can't even watch them. Now, now, now don't, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm, I'm not suggesting you shouldn't vote. Every Christian needs to go out and vote, but you better pray who you vote for. You better hear from God. And don't jump on nobody's bandwagon just because this or that or the other. If it don't line up with the Word of God, don't jump on it. Come on. Who you supporting, Pastor? Don't know you. I'm still praying. But I will tell you when I, when I hear from the Lord and I know who to vote for, I'll tell you. If you come and ask me, I'll tell you. Amen? But at this point, I, still get, I, I have a hard time getting past liars. Well, I may end up in jail tomorrow. I'm on TV. Will you bail me out? Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I'm talking about a warring spirit that's coming against our nation. Amen? Amen. You know, this thing was built up on the truth of the Word of God. It was never built up on the freedom of religion. It's all over our nation's capital, everywhere you go. And they don't want you to know this, but they don't want you to mention Christianity. But it's all over our nation's capital. You realize that Moses, Moses, or... Uh, uh, George Washington, he wanted the great seal of the president. Y'all know that seal that when the president comes out and tells his lies, it's on the front of the podium there. Y'all love me? George Washington said, I think we need to make that Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. He wanted that to be the great seal of the United States. Am I right, Jeff? And I could go on and on and on as to what this nation was built up on. And see, but a warring spirit comes against, and these people, they buckle under and they yield into the warring spirit. But if you're not careful, you will allow the same warring spirit to come into your home and ultimately it wants to come into the church. 
get some grit about you. Amen. This warring spirit wants to take our peace. Come on, somebody say, not my peace. Come on, <laughs> there's peace in Jesus that we can have. You know, they can give you, Alan, they can give you the worst news ever was and you can grin. You know, there's a peace that can come to people that they can get a bad report from the, from the doctor and they've got cancer, but they have a peace down in their soul because they know God's with them. All right, here we go. You guys ready? Blake, you ready? You stay ready, don't you? Where we at? What happened to my Bible? I'm about to explode. All right, let me hear it. Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out some men and go out and fight. Go out and fight with Amalek. How many... I'm, I'm, I'm calling forth, listen to me. This may not be a message that you leave here today feeling good and saying, wow, that just, but I want you to be challenged. I'm calling for some men to go out and fight with the warring spirit. Do y'all love me? Men, quit being wimpy. Is that all right? There's a man sitting right back there in that back row. He's got, a, he's, got, he's got an anointing on him, and I'm speaking. He's going to rise up and fight against this warring spirit. His name is Brian Langford. Amen? Is anybody with me? Karen, you had that dream, and I'm calling it, I'm, I'm calling it forth. Amen? Come on, is anybody here tonight, this morning? All right, here we go. He said, take some, go take some men out and fight with, fight with the warring spirit. Tomorrow I'm going to stand on top of the hill. With the rod of God in my hand, you got to understand, it's important. It was very important. Don't miss the significance that Moses said, I'm going on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Because if we go back to Exodus chapter 14, here's the scripture, here's the scripture where God looked at Moses and said, what do you got in your hand? He said, a rod. Y'all, and y'all remember the scripture where the magicians threw their rods down? And they turned into a snake. What happened? Can we not see that? Moses threw his rod down, and, and what happened? What happened? His, his, his rod ate up theirs, right? So can, can we agree that there was more power in his than there was in theirs? Amen? So you got to see what you have in your hand. What's that in your hand, Moses? God has deposited something to the church, and we got to get a revelation of what that is Danny, that God has given to the church so we can operate with it. What's that in your hand, Moses? And then what what Moses do when he comes to the Red Sea? Oh, y'all ain't getting this. He stretched his rod out over the Red Sea. What happened? The sea parted. What happened when Moses came to the rock? Are y'all with me? Is anybody with me in this room? So you've been given some power. What's in your hand? What has God, when God touched your hand, what did he, oh glory, what did he leave there? You got you to gotta understand it. You have more power than the enemy has. You know what I think of? Who remembers, who remembers that movie, the Indiana Jones, the first one movie? Stand up over here, pal. And he's facing his enemy. He's facing that warring spirit, and this guy comes out with a, 
what was it, the nunchucks or the, the swords? Come on, you got to do it, man. Can you do it? Huh? Tommy's got it back there. How many seen that movie? He's, he's ready to come against Indiana Jones, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You young people don't remember that movie, do you? Huh? It's a good movie. It's got Han Solo in it. Harrison Ford. And he's, he's standing there, this, this ninja, and he's got his sword. And, and Harrison Ford, you know, and he's like, you know, and oftentimes, oh, Lord, the enemy's looking at the church, and he's making these threats, and he's got his, he's got his weapon, or he's got his sword, and he's trying to intimidate the church, and the church is scared to death. But you all know that you've seen the scene, Indiana Jones just shakes his head and pull, gets his gun and, <laughs> and shoots him. And it's over. Can we have some people that's going to rise up and see the enemy for who he really is? And we're just going to take the weapon that God has given us. Come on, get him out of your homes. Come on, get him off your children. Oh, come on, somebody needs to stand up and take the authority that God has given to the church. If we're not going to operate in authority, let's just open up a social club. Is anybody with me in this room? There's power. You know, we, you know, if we don't really believe there's power in the name of Jesus, stop singing the song. Come on. Come on. And I'm not throwing it at our worship leader. I'm throwing it at the entire church. If, if you don't, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you don't believe there's power in the name of Jesus, don't sing it no more. Just quit singing it. Either you believe it or you don't. But I'm going to tell you there's power in his name. It's a name that is above every name. It's the name of Jesus and there's power. You know, this is not just something that we just talk about. All right. I got to hurry. He went up on top of the mountain with the rod of God in his hand and Joshua did as Moses said to him and he fought with Amalek. Joshua fought with the warring spirit. Moses, Aaron, and her went to the top of the hill. Look here. Here's where a lot of the churches that came to pass when Moses held up his hand. Remember, he had the rod in his hand, right? That Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, somebody say he got tired. When he was holding up his hand, they were winning. When he let down his hand, when you let down what God has deposited into your hand, See, you never heard it preached this way. It wouldn't matter just being able to hold his hands up because of getting weary. It was what he had in his hand. I've heard this preached so many times. It's like Moses got tired holding his hands up. No, it wasn't that he just got tired holding his hands up. It was, he did get tired, but the, 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 real, the real message here is what he had in his hand. It was the power that God had deposited in his life through that rod. Amen. You know what that rod is symbolic of? It's symbolic. It's symbolic of Jesus. Amen. Is anybody with me? They set him down on a rock. They set him down on the foundation. Is anybody here? And these guys said, "We're going to hold. We're going to make sure that that rod is held up. We're going to make sure." So that's that's where you're commissioned as a church. When you see somebody that's letting down their hands and they're letting down the rod, you need to be the church and you need to hold them up. 
starting with your pastor and your associate pastors and your leadership and everybody that's sitting in your pew. Amen? We got to stop being lone rangers and just worrying about number one and, and think about somebody else. Amen? The person next to you may be getting weary and tired and they need somebody to hold them up until they can get some strength again. Is anybody here? All right. Look what it says. Moses' hands were heavy. They found a stone and put it on him. He sat there on and Aaron and her stayed upon his hands. They, they, they held them up, the one on one side and the one on the other, and his hands were steady. Somebody say steady. Till the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited the warring spirit and his people with the edge of the sword. How many remembers what I preached to you? Where are you at, Daniel? Come on up, man. I'm going to get really close. How many remembers what I preached to you about the, 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 the word of God is like a two-edged sword? Amen? Cuts both ways. And we are the second edge. Actually, it means what y'all remember. It means what? Two-mouthed. Two-edged. Go study it. Two-edged means two-mouthed. What that means is God spoke it, and when we speak it the second time, it becomes the second edge. Amen? Joshua discomfited Amalek, the war. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. You got to get this. You got to receive this. Joshua discomfited the warring spirit with the edge of the sword. If you want to defeat the warring spirit that's come against your home and against your family and against your church and against your region, you've got to start using the word of God. A song won't do it. Music won't do it. A church service won't do it. Religion won't do it. Even a sermon won't do it if you don't receive it and get revelation of it and start letting it operate in your life. Amen? Where we at? Let's close. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, and I will utterly put out remembrance of Amalek. So can we, can we look at verse 14 and can we see that a warring spirit can be defeated? Amen? Amen. And, and, and Moses calls the name of the place Jehovah Nisi. Everybody, does anybody know what Nisi means? Jehovah Nisi. Come on, somebody shout it out. You know what? It, I'd like to see some people walk in here with a victory banner. It wouldn't bother me. How many of you have seen that? How many of you have been to the UK ball game at Rupp Arena and seen that big K they carry around? I don't care to see one that big. It probably wouldn't fit in this ceiling. But in the spirit, I want to see some people carrying a victory banner. How many, you know, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many gets tired of the same things fighting you over and over? How many feels like you should be further along than you are? I'm trying to close here, but I'm just bearing my heart to you. Guys, I'm going to proclaim and speak over you that you're not going to go your entire life fighting the same demons. Somebody agree with you, Pastor. I come against the, the, the demons and spirit of lust that will try to control your lives. And I speak that God's going to give you godly 
wives. God's going to give you godly wives. Amen? Are y'all with me? I speak blessings over our girls. For more information about Our Father's House or upcoming events, please log on to www.offfathershouseky.com.